0: piece of ancient technology, fated to awaken the moment I make contact with someone carrying the DNA of my creator, living on Dakota and Anishinaabe land, currently known as Minneapolis.
1: Are you from the zombies movie? Um, I am Adrian Marie Brown, high priestess of existential doubt, writer of songs and stories, emergent strategist and pleasure activist. Living on the land of the Shikori, Skurure, Tuscalora, and Lambi peoples.
0: And this is How to Survive the End of the World,
1: our podcast about learning from apocalypse with grace, rigor, and curiosity. And this is our final episode in our season dedicated to bell hooks and particularly her incredible work All About Love. Mm. I'm really I'm excited like, to talk about this with the sister.
0: I'm stuck on the high priestess of
1: existential doubt. <laughs> this is what this is what emerged from my ritual process last week was ah, I have to stay in touch with both my spiritual capacity and my doubt. And that's wow. the magic, that's the line I have to walk. So but people were like, You seem like a high priestess. And I was like, Yes, but I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> hey um, so sister, well how done. are you? Yo, I'm so Are you good. drinking from our actual
0: cup? I'm drinking from our merch merch cup, which I have two. I frequently will not just drink them in Zoom meetings, but like hold it hold up. Hold them up. So <laughs> <laughs> it's really visible. Like, oh, so really visible, like, oh mm. Mm. Um, I'm good. I'm I just finished. Well, I have two more things I have to get, but I mostly have finished my Christmas shopping. Plus, shopping for my Sag birthdays, people in my life whose birthdays are right now. I like um, and I'm just feeling so like, oh, yes, I did it! Um, wow. Just a really good, such a good feeling when you did all the things that you meant to do in the span of a couple of hours. Um, yes. Yeah. And I just, like... I don't know. I love going inside of the Mall of America, especially by myself. I love walking through the mall. I love it. I love malls and always have. Um, it's just the people watching. The, mm. I feel myself – I have the opposite reaction, I think, that most people do, where I feel myself relax upon entering the mall.
1: Yeah, that's different. There, but I do like, think a lot of people feel that because people do go to malls to relax. Yeah, I think they do. And
0: for me, it's sort of relaxing into the sea of humanity. It's like, yeah. I am one drone in it's an like ocean It's like the New Yorker of drones. part of you. Yes, exactly. Like when I was in New York a couple of weeks ago with you yeah. um, and the windows of time where I was just walking through the city, I was just like, oh, I just love just walking through this giant fucking sea of humanity. And my only job is to like listen to music and navigate between people's bodies that's it it's, it's so meditative
1: mm. um how are you well i'm struck once again by just how many different ways humans are human which is yes yes although it's also yeah i'm just reflecting on how ability impacts all that yeah because i'm real. like oh yeah i used to love all that and <laughs> now i'm like every space that i enter i'm like how long can i walk yeah. And where will I sit and how will yeah, I get around? Yeah, totally. And it's just a different way. It doesn't mean I don't enjoy the people watching. Right. But how am I right now is actually mm-hmm. I have a cold. And Aww. so I've got DayQuil in my system, which is giving mm. me kind of a woo woo hi. Um, and it's I'm waiting for <laughs> it, it to It doesn't fully, take much with you. Which I it love. doesn't take everything makes me high. Mm. <laughs> like I'm just like, whoa, I'm sitting still. Hi. Ah! Um <laughs> literally. But I I It hasn't quite hit the place where it stops the itching that's happening all throughout my sinuses. Um, Itching? Are you sure that you have a
0: cold? It sounds like allergies.
1: Well, it might. I mean, if it's allergies, it would be a little like, I mean, I've been in my house all week nonstop by myself. Hmm. So I'm not sure what I would be allergic to. But it came Hmm. out of, so I'll tell you what happened. I did the musical ritual on Saturday. Yeah, you did. In New York. It was outstanding. But it was a huge spiritual lift. Yeah. Like a ton of energy flowing through me in a way that I've only touched into before, but this was like a sustained um channel opening. And so I came home like, whoa. Right. Um, I still feel really out of my body or like a very crowded body. <laughs> I don't quite know how to describe mm, it, but I was just like, whoa, a very I'm not crowded self.
0: Yes, yes, you aren't just
1: yourself. I'm not just myself. Ooh, and I, like I need to get back to being myself mm. now <laughs> i need to let go of what i need to let go of or do you or do i you know i mean this is what i'm trying to build Is like can i sustain the mycelial nature of my true self more <laughs> and have that be the norm mm. but so i decided to do a fast so i was doing like a water juice um, tea mm-hmm. cleanse like just like a tea cleanse. pour it through and on the third day it was like a cold Pour it through. Pour it through. I was just like, I literally was like, you know how you just pour water You're through like, something? Treat my body like a sieve. Like a sieve. And pour it
0: through. I was like, let's pour
1: it through. Let's just clear out what doesn't belong here. I was given guidance to go sing to the water and like not in a performance way, but just to literally sing my gratitude to the water. So I've just been like in a heightened spiritual state yeah. and letting my body kind of catch up and be like, what? So- Um, I will say it might be allergies because (laughs) now every time I eat, I'm having allergic, like I'm just having this, this is like what happens every time I eat food. (laughs)
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: I'm just like, maybe I'm allergic to food and I should just drink water for the rest of my life. Like that might be what we're learning. It might
0: just be your body trying to recalibrate though.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, But I feel great. I feel very excited to be talking to you. Um, And today I have to say one other thing. I had one other meeting today related to the musical ritual and we're recording this on a Saturday and I am the kind of person who is so protective of my weekends. And so there's something really moving to me that I have not just one, but two projects in my life right now that I'm like, so lit up about Mm. that I would give it Saturday time. Yeah, (laughs) Like not begrudgingly, like enthusiastically. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's yeah let's make it i (laughs) love that i love that and i take
0: that to heart i also do not feel like i'm giving like this time to me it was just like oh of course i want to sit on zoom with my sister on a saturday afternoon um yeah i love you i love this fucking project so much
1: um um but Should we tell people how to support this amazing project?
0: Exactly. I was going to say, on the subject of
1: spiritual awakening and
0: channeling, you too (laughs) could experience (laughs) serious (laughs) spiritual awakening and channeling um, by giving us resources. So um, you know where to go. Patreon.com slash end of the world show. You sound like the spiritual guru TM
1: people <laughs> i do
0: i mean that is that is do not
1: spiritual elevation
0: like when i think about my sliding doors moment i feel like that is the that's the other version of me that's out there is oh the, yeah is the spiritual guru tm um yeah but totally. stop interrupting my i'm trying to get us resources all right sorry people <laughs> who listen to our show if you didn't know already now you know <laughs> To go to patreon.com slash end of the world show. Check out the tears. Check out the merch. Um, consider becoming a sustainer of our show today. Um, and yeah, consider what your own sliding doors moment is. Like now that I'm thinking
1: about it, I can't stop thinking about it. Do you think everyone knows that reference?
0: <gasps> oh, I'm really dating myself.
1: Wait, your sound just went away. No, I was whispering.
0: I just said. (laughs) (laughs) I whispered. I whispered. I'm really dating myself because that is a Gwyneth Paltrow movie from the 90s. Wow. Um, And actually, I've never even seen the movie. I just, for me, it's one of those like things that I feel like everyone knows. But you're right. Not everyone knows. Basically, there's something that happens in the movie where like she... One version of herself, like, ends up going through the sliding door of a train door that's closing. And then there's, like, some alternate version of her that doesn't make it through the door. And then there's two versions of her living two different versions of her life, I think.
1: I think that's it. And I think Russian and just did a whole season with a similar premise of, like, something splitting mm. the main character into parallel universes. But I love that. Your parallel self is a spiritual guru to you. Making tons of money. Making tons of money, making people very spiritually.
0: Money. All right, let's move on to our flumavah.
2: Flumavah.
1: Let's flim away.
0: (laughs) Do you feel ready for the. Because the flume of awe is, I'm like, you're also on drugs right now, I can tell. So, and this is what this episode is going to be, listeners, just in case you're like, when are they going to start? Going deep, it's like we might not. Might
1: not. <laughs> okay, it's the end of the year. We've given it's a the lot. end of
0: the year. We've done everything we can. We're actually just here to really just wrap it up, like a Spotify Wrapped list. That's what this is. <laughs> okay, but I do want to get to Flumavah because you did have this incredible experience last week, and so what I want to do in our Flumavah is seed the floor of anything that I would have said. Wow. To make room for you to fully describe or to the fullest of what you feel capable of describing, since sometimes things like this cannot be really verbalized with words. I just want to, and you and I haven't actually gotten a chance to talk since, not really, really, about this since right. Saturday. Um, I just want to hear all about your musical ritual, which premiered oh. at The Shed in New York City, on Saturday, and, like, what, 400 people were there?
1: Yeah, it was really (laughs) remarkable. Including Um,
0: tons of people that we both, like...
1: Love. 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 Like, it was, you know... um, Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, where to even start? I really feel like a portal opened, and we were able to time travel to a future where everyone could feel belonging, and... It was so, I can still feel it all through my system. And it's like, in order to go through the portal, you have to be willing to lay down some of the collective grief and you have to tap into like what you're feeling on behalf of the collective. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was beautiful and it was chaotic. You know, it was just like, okay, like we're going to try something here. Yeah. And who knows what's going to happen. It could go great. It could go like, less than great Mm -hmm.
0: um and there were some major hiccups along the way
1: oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah i mean i which i'm learning you know everyone who is who is i'm working with a bunch of people who are like we're theater people and we know about the theater And a lot of this is normal for how the theater goes. Mm. One of the things that's always interesting to me, too, is every new place that I enter. Right. So when I was in the nonprofit world, it was like nonprofits are just a mess, like in Mm -hmm. these particular ways. Mm -hmm. And then as I moved into more publishing work, it's like publishing is just a mess in these particular (laughs) ways, which (laughs) match the particular ways of the nonprofit mess. And now theater, it's like, yeah, theater is just a mess (laughs) in these particular ways. I'm like, what's interesting to me is because I've gotten to be an adult who hops between these fields, I'm like, oh, it's all the same. It's all the same mess. It's all the same stuff. It's like, who holds the resources and how are they distributing them in a way that allows us to actually do what we need to do? Mm -hmm. And how do we change that? You know, what are the ways that we can intervene and actually make it work? But anyway- mostly it was a learning process, right? Like it really was a workshop. We were working for five days yeah, on like, what is this thing? And for me, as the person who's like creating it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know yet. Right. Mm. So a lot of the, for me, I'm really enjoying just being like, I don't want to know. I don't want to lock it into something. I'm really curious about how to hold room for like, who is being drawn towards this? Yeah. And How are they a part of it in a way that I can't foresee? So like some things that emerged was we, there was this group um, that was working on the ASL component. Mm -hmm. And like most people who've done events in my world, the ASL was something that we were like, you know, that is often added in towards the end, right? It's like, oh, we figured it all out. And now, you know, we're going to throw some interpreters on the stage. And Troy, Anthony, who runs the fire ensemble was like, actually, we've been approaching it this other way where we bring them in as early as possible to process and they really help to co-create the experience. And so we had this component of it that was really an unexpected, delightful and politicizing experience of what if this text is not just coming through our voices, but coming through our bodies in these other ways. And, and what does that mean about future communication, right? That if we're in a room and we're able to communicate with each other, both through what we could say and hear, but, Not necessarily, you know, like we started, like one of the team members started dreaming. They had a dream in which they were having a fluent conversation in ASL that they couldn't even understand. Because they were like, I don't even know what I was saying. (laughs) But I was fluently, easily communicating this way. And I was saying about Octavia Butler's speech sounds. I just keep thinking about like, you don't know what's coming, but it helps to be fluent in multiple languages. Mm -hmm. And it helps to be fluent through the body. Yeah, And there's a way that sign language has a more universal aspect to it, right? Yeah. That's like, oh, maybe you know the exact word that I chose for this, but actually maybe the interpretation of the idea could be something else. And yeah. one of the coolest parts of it is being like, I heard these songs in my freaking head yeah, <laughs> as songs with the choir and songs where people were moving their bodies. Mm-hmm. And then I got to sit in a room and hear hundreds of people sing them back to me and it wow. sounded like it was supposed to sound and it felt like it was supposed to feel. And I entered some other state like Friday night. I really dropped into a different level of center that lasted all the way through the ritual. The other beautiful part of it was that, you know, because of the pandemic, there's all these people that I deeply love and an incredibly intimate with in my daily life, right? My assistant, my agent, um, the, the pair the of sense. deep deep friends, Bingsons, who have produced my my album with me. um, <laughs> Just tons of people, friends, people I'm like, you're my friend, my actual friend. But mm-hmm. we've never met in the flesh. We've never met in real life. And they were all there. Wow. And all these people that I've known for 20 plus years and adored and who have watched me wanting to be a little musical person my whole adult life.
3: Yeah. Everyone
1: was there. Um, and yeah, I can't, it was just like a, it felt like such a gift. It felt like a huge gift. And, um, all week I've been hearing from people about how it moved them and how it opened up things for them and letting that in with the knowledge also that it's still a workshop and, um, that you
0: like are literally still in the process of creating this thing. Yeah.
1: We're co-creating it. And, you know one of the things we learned is like there's multiple directors already on this project ooh. right and so what does that mean like my
0: co 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 co
1: co director <laughs> exactly it's like for me what does it mean to actually like the universe keeps being like here's a huge present you can't open it by yourself who are you going to open it with ooh right yeah. and and like how do you let it go like how do you pull the pull the right <laughs> Mm -hmm. ties and then really let you know let go and just be a recipient of this gift like yeah it's really beautiful for me oh
0: (laughs) so i am what's the word that you recently discovered freud and freud
1: freud and freud Freud oh yeah that's what we want to call this i'm feeling freud and freud Freud Freud. (laughs) for you
0: thank you sister (laughs) like wow
1: I well, just, it meant so much to start off the week with you, too.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that we got to have that like moment together, which was so fancy and special. And <laughs> fancy. we got um, flewed
1: out to watch a Broadway play. We
0: did. Oh, and it was, it was, we had amazing seats. It was an amazing production. Into the Woods, one of my favorite plays. Um, <sighs> Shout out to Denae Benton, who we did not, sadly, we did not get to see her. We ended up seeing her understudy, who was also amazing. Um, But the whole production was just gorgeous. Um, And I'm so sad that I wasn't able to be there for your, um, for this iteration. But I know that I will get to be in the room for a future iteration. And I'm so excited to get to like have the embodied experience of this work.
1: Yeah, I don't feel, I feel no doubt. Right? Like, I, that's the other thing that happened was something relaxed where I was like, everyone who needs to experience this is going to. Yeah. And totally. I don't have to rush. I am trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm like, I do want to release recordings of it. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. You feel
0: that way after every time y'all gather.
1: I do. Which I think is good news, right? I mean, it's um, good. It means that you really like what's happening. <laughs> I really like what's happening. I really like how it sounds. and And the songs are catchy. Like they get in the, like they're I'm catchy like, as fuck yeah they're really catchy I'm like they get in your head they get I literally in
0: like I think I shared this with you that when you sent me <laughs> audio from the first workshop I like literally like started singing along and then recorded like a voice note of myself singing yes the song because I was yeah. just like damn this yeah. is like rooting inside me already
1: Yeah, it's Um, really exciting. I mean, you know this as songwriter to songwriter, Mm -hmm. like how good it feels to be like, oh, like you I wrote this song and I freaking love this song and you also freaking love this song. And like people, that's the other part. I keep getting voice memos from people being like, It's got to be a joy. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's how it goes. Um, yeah. So thank you, sister. I also I don't feel a rush. Like I would love to also hear if you have in your life right now.
0: (laughs) I do, but I'm going to keep it to myself. Um, And what I'm going to do instead is tee up our last of the season um, listener audio. So we listeners may remember that we um, invited folks to send us um, voice notes sharing what love feels like. We saved this one for last. This voice note comes from Leah Lakshmi, who we um, have known for many, many years. We've had Leah on the show. Um, She's an amazing writer, amazing activist, disability justice organizer. Mm -hmm. Um, And she sent us a little audio describing what love feels like to her. So here's Leah Lakshmi.
3: Love feels like fresh water. Love feels like, I'm not saying it doesn't take work, but it just feels easy. It just feels like, oh, it feels like life force. It feels good. It just feels like fresh water and honey. It feels like everything going into me, supporting me, lighting up my cells. It doesn't feel like fighting a war. It doesn't feel like pushing a boulder uphill with my nose over and over again just to have it fall down to the ground. It just feels like fresh water and seven day kisses and like I'm getting the vibrancy back. And especially right now, um, I came home after my first time hanging out with this person and I sat in front of the altar. I'd been sitting in front of the year for two years of COVID with all my photos of my beloved dead. And I just spent a lot of time there just looking and crying and I just sat on my couch and it's like I could feel these doors opening in my chest that I didn't know were closed and I didn't even know were even there, but this person opened them up. And I just found myself being like, I can still grieve my loved ones, but that doesn't have to be the only thing I do for the rest of my life. Because as June Jordan said, love is life force. And it feels like fresh water. Mm.
1: That was beautiful. Of course, it's always poetry from her mouth. Um, I love that. Thank you, Leah. So here we are. We're, we've reached the end of this season. And I, I thought what we could do, I uplifted a few more bell quotes that mm. I would love to just share with our, our audience here. Um, and they're not like <laughs> like some of them we've offered at other points, but they just feel like crucial And then I want us to just talk about what we learned. (laughs) Like, what did we get? What did we get from this season? Because we've changed a lot over the course of this journey. Um, Does that sound good to you, sister? Sounds amazing. Awesome. Um, So do you want to read the first one? You want me to? Yeah, let's go back and forth.
0: Okay. Okay. True love does have the power to redeem, but only if we are ready for redemption. Love saves us only if we want to be saved.
1: It's true. Many Day of home. us. I know I was like, oof. <laughs> and also, oof. That's just true. Mm-hmm. Um, she also says many of us seek community solely to escape the fear of being alone. Knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, We can be with others without using them as a means of escape. Right?
0: (laughs) Tea. Hot tea. The practice of love offers no place of safety. We risk loss, hurt, pain. We risk being acted upon by forces outside our control.
1: Never. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> and then one of the best guides to how to be self-loving is to give ourselves the love we are often dreaming about receiving from others.
2: Dang.
0: Okay. That's why I bought myself a really fancy swimsuit today.
1: That's why? Are you going to put it under the tree?
0: I No. You know what? I think I'm not going to put it under the tree because I'm going to wear it to the sauna tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um, but it's for It's for our upcoming beach time. It's for our solo. I I I was was about to say, is it for our sistercation? For our sistercation. And I was like, you know what I need and what no one else can buy for me (laughs) is a very gorgeous swimsuit. And I'm very excited to wear it on the beach.
1: That's wonderful. Mm -hmm.
0: So (laughs) loving myself, spending money on myself.
1: (laughs) Spending money. I mean, literally investing in self. I have Mm -hmm. a similar... Like different, maybe scale, but I recently realized I wanted to really bring someone on this sole job is to help me think about how to support my work. Ooh, yeah. I'm just like, well, because I have (laughs) 50 projects Mm. moving in 50 different directions, Mm. and like four different structures currently set up to hold different pieces of them. Oh, and um, and then like kind of a makeshift team like right now the my home of work feels like it was crafted one room at a time Mm. right and what I want to do is take there's a moment right now where almost everyone who I've been working with needs to transition in some way and so I'm like I need help to look at to just sort of be like okay fresh ground here's everything that I am called to do in this life and I need help to think through and set up the actual structure that holds it all Right, um, or structures that hold it all yes, well. Yeah, and I've been like so scared to invest in myself in that way because it's like, oh, like I'm I'm worth this help. <laughs> like I would I've gifted the same support to like three other people, but right. but I'm like I need it. <laughs> I need help. I need to figure You're out. You're like
0: to... I need my C three C four LLC B corp. Like yes, what do I'm I need? Like, what is
1: the <laughs> you know? I was like, what are all these? Well, and also like how to hold all this. Because now that I've gotten the real taste of what it feels like to fully deepen into being an artist in the musical realm, fully deepen into being the artist in the writer realm, um, and feel like, you know, people keep being like, oh, what's it like now that you're, you've are you left activism and you're doing? I was like, no, no, no. I'm a whole person. Like, I'm still right. changing the world. <laughs> this is how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, what does it look like to do that in a supported way rather than this piecemeal superstructure, right? Where I'm like, wait, where, where's the bathroom? (laughs) Did I build a bathroom? Yeah. So I want to structure with adequate bathrooms that is sustainable and sun power. So, um, yeah. So, and I think maybe that's one of the things I learned this season because, you know, we had like a million excellent conversations, like sister, I'm so proud of the conversations we had this year. I feel like we both got to step into new places of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and bring our audience with us into those places. It felt Mm -hmm. like um, just a lot of tenderness was available here. And I could feel the work that each of us have done that undergirded what was possible here in the collective space. And the conversations we had about loving our bodies, the conversations about sustaining love, the conversations about loving our work, the conversations about care as a through line, Mm. all of that feels like it's pouring into how I now want to approach my life, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, oh, I want to stay in love with myself. <laughs> I want to really care for myself in a very tender way. And, you know, that's why I wanted to uplift this quote from bell hooks is, it's like, how do I give myself the love that I've always externalized and dreamed that would come from somewhere else? Yes, And it's exciting. Like I feel thrilled by the kind of choices I'm making right now mm-hmm. and the kind of boundaries I'm setting right now mm-hmm. and the kind of space that I'm giving myself to exist as myself. Oof, sis. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's good news. That is good news.
0: <laughs> that is very good news. Yeah. I'm like, mm, what a year. I I feel, I felt myself. Over the course of this season of conversations, thinking new thoughts Mm. and saying things out loud that felt like um, revelations as they were coming through me and both revelations on my own behalf and then revelations that felt like, oh, this is actually on behalf of all of us, you know, that that this is coming through me Um, and. That's always kind of disarming when that happens, you know, yeah, because uh there's that moment of of oh well where where else can this go, and I feel like right now I'm in a where else can this go kind of place um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because as the year has worn on, I've been in this as. I think I maybe had talked about this at the top of the season, but I've, I'm in this year-long um, intentional commitment and vow to being single. And, um, nice. and really part of that being about um, <laughs> trying to reorient my life so that my life is not centered around high-drama relationships – um hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah,
2: hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. um but part of it also being about just trying to really get familiar with myself as I am now um because I really like myself as our listeners know I really (laughs) I really really like myself I I love myself. myself but but I think there are ways that you know when you're in when you're in high drama or high intensity relationships, it's it's really easy to um, lose the ground of of familiarity with your own internal desires and needs, um, right. and and that was twenty years for me. <laughs> so that's, right. that's um, right. You know, so so really, this year has been about getting more familiar with myself again. Um, remembering parts of myself that I had forgotten, um, like my mm. irrepressible optimism, mm. um, and That's true. Uh, yeah, and also just giving myself room to be really strange, um, and then be like, "Where is this strange thread going to take me?" Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and then as I've as the year has worn on what has happened is exposure of the deeper layers of work that I now need to do. Um, and I hesitate to say healing work um, because I, I went through an experience a couple of months ago that really turned that whole framework on its head for me. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh how how individualistic we are in the way we think about trauma and healing. Right. Um so I hesitate oh, yeah. to I hesitate to think of it in that way. Um because in a way it it's currently it's it's the thing that I am working on definitely exceeds the boundaries of language. Um but it's about in some way it's about knowing all parts of me all parts of me um so and um and and being like yes ooh hey girl hey naughty part love you hey selfish part <laughs> yeah girl i see you hey resentful part <laughs> yes. i know why you're here <laughs> Yes, that's right. <laughs> you know, um, hey, part that's secretly saying "fuck you" to everybody, <laughs> to every little person. It's like, yes, you're right there. <laughs> you're right there all the. You're always right there. You're just right there. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I'm so I'm starting to like like let some of that swirl come to the surface. I had this really funny thought today where I was like. Yeah, people are so afraid of, like, Mercury retrograde, but wait until I station direct. Like, this shit is pop it. <laughs> I'm like, thought. You're like, oh, like, I'm also a disruptive planet, I am, honey. I am a force. <laughs> I am a force. Um, I am a disruptive planet. I think that actually maybe is my gender. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. next album.
0: And my next album – Um. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I guess that's the other thing that's been moving. I mean, some, you and I I have been on this beautiful journey together of both of us have music moving inside of us right now and um one of the things that I've experienced over the course of this season um because midway through the season we also had this we're pausing and putting this like sovereignty music out into yeah, yeah, into the world of our listenership and then beyond it, um, in response to movement conditions. And um, and I think that something about that moment, it like turned a dial for me around the around purpose and intention in how i in in letting things move through me musically, And then to what end or to what purpose? Um, And so I'm noticing myself more and more often using song as a way to allow a very intense experience to move through me. Mm. You know, going to, even if it's just like a little ditty, um, (laughs) that I'm singing out loud to myself on my back porch because I have to do that before I go back inside Yes. But Or whether it's a fully fleshed out song that I'm writing at the piano, it's like this is a way that I can let this move so that I don't feel the need to um, act on this feeling in a way that's about externalizing the strong emotion that I feel like I can't cope with, you know. Yeah. Um, so in some way that felt like – that feels like it came to me via – This season of conversations and the way that you and I kept reorienting to love as something that is beyond description, absolutely happening all around us and in relationship and in the inner subjective field and all the things, but also flowing from within.
4: Yes.
0: Right? (laughs) And so anything that's going to, any way that we are going to try to love differently has to begin from here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's also, you know, the definition of love that Bell Hooks works with, right? It's like the willful extension of ourselves towards the spiritual growth of others. Yes. And ourselves. And I I see that in both of us really um, as if it's taken the center line, you know, like For both of us in our practices, it's like, oh, what's taking the center line is like, I am letting what needs to move up and through me move up and through me. Mm -hmm. And I'm judging it less so that I can actually feel it more. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: once I feel it, then I know what to do with it. And something I've heard us both say to each other (laughs) so many more times this year is I trust you to know what to do with this. And I trust myself to move through this, yes, right? Yes. Whatever it is that's coming up, whatever challenge I'm facing, oh, I feel imposter syndrome. I trust myself to move through this and gather mm-hmm. the data I need mm-hmm. to f- gather and learn the lesson I need to gather. And I, I, oh, I think I made a mistake or a misstep here. I trust myself to get it right. And I trust yeah. myself to yeah. set boundaries and I trust myself. Um, and there's something about like the, ex- it's like, I think there's a fake it till you make it with self-trust, you know, but then there's something that happens where it clicks into place. It's like, no, no, no. I really,
0: really do trust myself. I really do trust myself.
1: Like, <laughs> and there's something about letting go. It's like, I don't trust myself to not make mistakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I trust myself to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I trust myself to be a human being and to stay curious about, the experience of being a human yeah. being. It's and, more like
0: I trust myself to know when I made a mistake.
1: <laughs> yes, to know and or to be willing to hear, you know. Yeah. I've had a few moments um, over this season where I've been barreling along in a righteous way, as is mm. often my want, and feeling very <laughs> like, yes, I got this. i really freaking am figuring out the best possible option here. And then been pulled up short by someone who loves me Saying, "Hey, check yourself. You are not just wrecking yourself; mm-hmm. <laughs> you're wrecking the whole situation." And mm. and being able to be like, um, some of that wreck needs to happen, right? So part yeah. of what part of loving myself has also been recognizing that my tendency has been to internalize the wreck, mm. like to put keep the wreckage inside my heart, inside my system. And to be like, I'll keep it even keel out here, or I will navigate whatever is happening for the other person. And I will make sure that I, I figure out the whole narrative for everyone. And I, I just do as much of the labor as I can within me. So, and you know, I don't want everyone to be upset. I don't want people to be mad. I don't want others to feel this and that. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, but that just means all of that wreckage is just gathering up inside of me and mm-hmm. destroying me. I'm upset. And I'm upset, right? <laughs> and oh my God. Like, for someone who is as deeply committed to people-pleasing as I am, as deeply trained as I am, being able to say I'm upset is a revolutionary new tool. (laughs) Like, it is so outrageous to just be like, I don't feel – this is off. Something's not working for me. What a good technology. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. And it's allowing – like, this idea that we're not seeking love because we're scared of being afraid. I mean, we're scared of being alone, right? Right. Like I recognize how many times I have been contorting for the sake of not being alone mm. rather than being honest because I knew that solitary was okay with me.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So like this year, I feel like I'm moving into a set of new relationships and connections and real magic that is sourced by my fearlessness about my solitude. Mm. And it's not a fearlessness that's absence of loneliness. Like it's actually like, Oh, loneliness is one of the waves that comes up on the shore when I'm by myself, but it doesn't stay. If I let it come, it just comes and it moves through. And sometimes it brings specific grief. Right. Yeah. And then that, that wave passes. And because I'm not scared of it, I'm not like trying to build up these sandcastles. I'm not trying to build up all this barrier that's Mm. not realistic that Mm. (laughs) then I'm feeling the oh, I'm getting knocked over. I'm like, I'm not getting knocked over. Right. That's the wave I expected because I'm here by myself.
0: I am the shore, bitch. <laughs> I'm the whole
1: shore. I'm the whole earth. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like I'm the whole yeah. earth. The water is also me. The illusion yeah. is the separation or whatever, right? So I have been feeling so much, uh, like I can't, I mean, I, I audience, I, like my tail is is wagging. Mm-hmm. The tail of my soma is wagging mm-hmm. because there's so many moments this year where I have been like, <gasps> trigger or uh, something old is coming up and it contract, feels unbearable yeah, constriction. and I feel the contraction happen uh-huh. and I'm like oh, I can say that out loud or I can set the boundary that would protect that, that contraction mm-hmm. and it's like and then I do it you know that I move and I was like the thing you just said really upset me yeah. or me being me the thing you said two days ago <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> it upset me yeah. and I want to know what you meant I want to know what nah, dah, dah, dah. But I want to mm-hmm. navigate this. And I'm doing that now with anyone who I like my my ever shrinking inner circle, like mm, it's inner and it's that. going deeper and deeper and deeper. And what mm-hmm. it the pay to play, right, like what it costs to be close to me now is a willingness to be in an honest engagement. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like I have to be able to tell you what, how you're actually impacting me and you have to be accountable for that and vice versa. Yeah. Right. And love that. It's really powerful. Um, and it's practice based, you know, I keep thinking about how we did those episodes about family, you know, as a practice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, actually something about that awakened in me that I'm like, I kind of want everyone close to me to be family, right. To, yeah. to be someone who I'm like this, you're familial. Like I, if you're close to me, like, I'm kind of being like, what would it look like? for us to be close for life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What would it look like? Like you're someone who I'm going (laughs) to grieve. You're someone who I love. You're someone who I'm willing to care for. You're someone I'm willing to show up for. And if you're not, you're at a different location to me. And that's also okay. (laughs) You know, I don't have to like um, hook everyone into this, like forced intimacy. I really feel the choicefulness. I'm like, we get to choose how much we're going to love each other right now. And that choice can be informed by what we're both capable of. Mm -hmm. And that's really thrilling. Like in the musical process, (laughs) in my work, in every other kind of work I'm doing, every other collaboration I'm doing, in dating, all of it, it feels really exciting to be like, what you got? Here's what I've got. Like, Mm -hmm. what can we build from that place? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hearing too, in what you just named, some threads of of like the edges that I feel myself working right now of, Mm. um, the trusting myself and what I'm bringing, trusting, trusting what I know. Um, that's a a major edge I'm working right now in my life is trusting my, trusting what I know and Mm. not doubting it. Um, and, and, and because that can be really hard to do, I'm a very intuitive person. Um, in all arenas of my life. That's true. But, but our society is very anti-intuition. <laughs> and, yes. you know, um, I had really, I'm going through my um, annual workplace evaluation right now, and one of my coworkers, who's just brilliant, had this really interesting piece of feedback for me where she was like, Autumn, your insight about dynamics is so powerful I would love to see you tap into your foresight because it's so much harder to deal with things after the fact you know and you always have like a really strong sense of why something happened but I would Mm. love to see you like tap into your foresight and I was like (laughs) wow that's good it's such a good healthy challenge you know in the way that like you know some sometimes um when a mm-hmm. peer can like really, really see you, they can be like, oh, I see like you've been working this insight your whole adult life. Now you're ready for this other thing.
1: Yeah, that's you're, great. You're
0: ready to tap your foresight. Um, and this is a place that has been scary for me in my life because oftentimes, because I do have some predictive capacities um, and I do have like other ways that I know things. Um, but I've often experienced that as being. Um, dangerous or scary, or um, sometimes the way the information comes to me is painful or whatever. Um, so I feel like I'm I'm working this edge right now in my life of like trying to try like let myself know things, but then still trust in the unfolding of what will happen without feeling the need to shape it or control it. And it's like, okay, if I am know things, then all I have to do is just be a responsible actor in the unfolding. I don't have to, like, use that knowing to shape or manipulate or change anything. I just can use it to make really, really responsible choices for my own life yeah. and for the people that I love. Um by trusting that like what is unfolding is what's is not like not should be intended, but more just just what is it just is what mm-hmm. it is um really working on this releasing all of the ways that I've been shaped or trained or socialized within capitalism and productivity to feel like um supposed to be you know constantly. Fixing my life. (laughs) You know? Um, It's like, nothing to fix here. There's nothing to fix. It just is what it
1: is. (laughs) You know, Shanine, um, my dear friend, is always saying there's being without doing. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I struggle with this both from my Virgo position and my Aries rising position. I'm just like, no, there is doing, and doing is how we be. Doing is <laughs> how we be, and doing is how we live. But and what the I'm world.
0: doing is
1: being. <laughs> we must do. <laughs> so, um, but I feel like what you're saying and what I've witnessed in you, and also what I've been experiencing in my own life, is that that I'm like, I am just being me in this mm-hmm. lifetime, and. Whatever comes is going to come from me being me. And so the more I can actually be in good practice of that, <laughs> the, the, you know, the more I will mm-hmm. actually enjoy this life of mine. Mm-hmm. And I have started thinking that that's actually much more important than I understood it to be. Um, oh, yes. I'm like, oh, I'm My, supposed to enjoy this. I'm not
0: here to struggle.
1: I'm not here to struggle. <laughs> and There
0: will be struggle, but I'm not here to like, you know, look for it. It's going to happen.
1: It's going to happen (laughs) inevitably. And it's like really noticing the places where people are oriented towards generating more struggle Mm. versus the places where people are interested in generating other things. Life, moving towards life, generating
3: collaboration,
1: generating um, something beautiful, generating music, generating culture, generating future. Pleasure. Pleasure, delight. Um, So I feel like that's, you know... I, I also think that piece of like struggle is inevitable. It's all basically Buddhism. <laughs> Which it's also bells It's Basically Bell Hooks knew. Buddhism. Exactly. <laughs> it's basically Buddhism. Yeah. Um, and now now you all know that. But I do think there's this way of saying <laughs> like i like how not bad. Not bad universe. <laughs> not bad universe. Good job. It's really good job. It works, you know, it's it clocks. And there's something in it that's like I do feel like I can feel myself in the river of ideas when I have that, those moments where I'm just like, I'm just being myself. And that's fine. That's enough. Yeah. Like as myself, I'm naturally going to move towards actions of justice as myself. I'm naturally going to move into wanting to have integrity and accountability in my relationships and my work. And yes. as myself, I naturally get moved to grief when shit goes down. And then I'm like, what can I do to contribute to stopping these patterns? Like, right. The more I can actually feel what's happening in the world around me, the more I can find right action to respond to it. And it feels like a really loving way to be in relationship with the world, but also constantly also in relationship with myself. And like what I need to give to the world has to be with an awareness of who I am and what I am, what I can give. Mm. Um, And that is not how I did the first decade of my adult life for sure. Like (laughs) there's a sense of, (laughs) there's just an endless well here and I'm gonna pour it out and we'll just, you know, go. I'm like, no, no, there's a finiteness to my life that feels like a real gift. And, you know, it's funny because when we were talking about all season long, I want our listeners to know this. On the list of what topics we were going to discuss, we had divine love. Yeah. And we went through every other topic, including emergent topics that you guys suggested to us. Mm-hmm. And we including kept including like, topics that we were otherwise trying to avoid, including stuff we were very much trying to avoid. I was like, "I'm not going to talk about falling in love. My heart is a shattered ball." Um, but we did it. We talked about all the things and stilettos kicking vintage glass off the bar. I love you, um, Beyonce. That's your the heart. Beyonce That's and you heart. vows to the Beyonce and me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. By the way I just got my Beyonce rolling tray I ordered so much merch from the Beyonce what are you website talking,
0: what are you talking about
1: do you know what a rolling tray is
0: like like a tea tray that rolls across I the room I love my sister
1: you guys Autumn doesn't do drugs. and so,
0: Oh, a rolling tray. <laughs> it's a tray on you which you might roll
1: joints. joints and blunts and things like this, but it's got Beyonce's face on it, approving God, your drug I behavior. I like
0: such a nerd.
1: You're not. You're just someone who has other vices.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: yeah. Don't worry. You're naughty. You're still naughty, girl. <laughs> I approve of you. <laughs> um, anyway, but Beyonce took her sweet time in getting all these things. I ordered this in July when she released it. Wow. But I was just like... I also got my thongs that I ordered from Beyonce, which okay. look fantastic on me. I, I got you. a Renaissance horse keychain, oh. Um, And so I just want to go into the world and let people know like, yes, I'm yeah. about that life. I am that yeah. girl. Um, anyway, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. Divine I was going to talk about the divine love. Yeah. <laughs> so look, how, how funny is that? Even trying to bring it up, it's like, no, nope, you're going to talk <laughs> about Beyonce. Um, but we kept saying like, how do we talk about this divine love thing? And then part of what came to us was like, The way we've been loving ourselves has been, Mm -hmm. in a way, tuning into the divinity that is inside of each of us and that is inside of the connections between us. And really, for both of us, I think that's shifting away from how we were raised, you know, Mm. the sort of monotheistic sense of divinity Mm. and that sense of like there's some particular higher power that is arranging it all into this thing that's like, that's fine. You can believe that. That's one mm-hmm. of the many things you can it's believe. So one of the
0: beautiful manifestations of the reality of divinity is exactly that that way of
1: understanding it. Exactly. Right. It
0: comes with all kinds of beautiful, wonderful traditions, including the one we're in right now, Christmas, which I love.
1: I also, as you know, am love Christmas. Very into Christmas. Mm-hmm. And very into the act of Santa Clausing. Um, like and being be-
0: Santa Claused.
1: I want to be Santa Claus. (laughs) I posted a meme the other day that was like, if I'm not supposed to have a sugar daddy, then why every single year was I given the practice of asking an older man for presents and gifts for being a good girl? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) anyway, but I love the traditions related to divinity. I also love that I keep finding my way into spaces where many many beliefs about God can coexist. Mm. And because all of them can coexist, whatever God is comes into the room. Yeah. And mm-hmm. comes into the conversation and comes into my body, right? And I realize, "Oh, you're always there. Whatever this divine thing is is always there. Mm-hmm. You're always there. You're in me when I'm making choices." And you're in me when I'm making mistakes and you're in me when I'm apologizing for those mistakes and you're in me when I'm receiving pleasure and you're in me when I'm heartbroken, like that divine aliveness is always there and Mm. it's the most precious resource that we have that, that divine life force and love to me is the practice by which we share that divine thing with each other, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, So in some way I'm like, I think this whole season has been about divine love. I think that really that's what Bell Hooks was pointing us to in in her way.
0: Oh, right. 100%. I mean, if you just think back to the intro of the book, which I think I read during that Love is Love the Child Cara is the Throughline episode, right? That's right? When we were when we were heartbroken about not seeing each other. Yeah. Um I mean, this is the core argument she is making, right? That we are spiritually bereft and in order to awaken to our actual, the actual purpose of life on earth, right? Which as many people in the Buddhist community would put it, is to actually be able to observe and witness creation. Yes. We have to awaken love inside of us. And I'm thinking too about, um, when we were all together, me and the kids were with you for Thanksgiving Uh, and we watched interstellar mm -hmm. and there is that beautiful arc in the film where one of the scientists is like, I think the fact that I love this man and I know he's out there, I believe he's out there. And I believe that. and, And I think my love for him is drawing us to this specific planet And then, of course, she ends up being right, right? That, like, the planet that she ultimately does get to, where he is now dead, but it's the only planet that can actually sustain Sustain human life, right? Yes. It's like, you know, there's this beautiful... There's this beautiful way (laughs) that we all do know, right? That love love is the motivating principle. Love is what gives us wisdom love is what gives us pain and grief and love is what actually guides us towards every best decision we ever make
3: and right. every worst decision
0: we make you know and it's like it's like love yeah. love is the thing that's actually guiding um i love that and, so much I mean, <laughs> it's so good so
1: much um except for the last 10 minutes
0: you know i mean it's 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 question- questionable that? questionable um
1: <laughs> I just think everyone would have had to hug each other more
0: it doesn't make any sense that he leaves the clinical the, that he leaves the hospital room and without um, meeting his entire family without meeting his, his whole lineage. family it just doesn't make any sense nope um yeah anyway that's, I'm glad we talked about that the movie is so long and that was one of those places where I was like Christopher Nolan just cut for time that's what happened
1: yeah um I, I think somebody many... made him do it they were like you've got to just finish this out Chris yeah sorry honey and he was like, <laughs> fine yeah yeah
0: you don't have all the power in the world even if you're Christopher Nolan um
1: that's that makes me feel good
0: yeah I totally lost track of what I was saying I think it was about (laughs) you're like
1: love is the thing that guides us to make all the choices we make in this life
0: yes it does and um and I think the awakened practice of loving is what opens the portal right the portal you were describing yeah in the musical ritual yeah for me there's like a portal that opens if i when i'm on the mat and i'm really like orienting to the practice as like an awakened practice of like not like loving myself or loving another in an individualistic sense but more like an awakened practice of um connection uh energetic connection between the bodies that are in the space, right?
1: That's right. Um, It's so deep to me all the time that you are deep diving into Aikido in this way and that Aikido is the fundamental practice underneath somatics. I know. I was like,
0: hold on, let me go to the source material.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's us. That's that's us in a nutshell. Um, But I really love that it also – in terms of, right, so taking what you were just saying and like bringing it into the meta meta of this podcast, mm. I don't think it's an accident that we start off this podcast from our love of Octavia Butler and we <laughs> have kind of, you know, we, we're like, we're about surviving. And yet the conversations we have keep guiding us into love territory, right? Yes. That like oh, over and over again, we're like, yeah. There's the material way we're going to survive, but then there's this other aspect, which is why and how to survive, right? Like yeah, what to what, what is end?
0: the literal point? Yes, right. <laughs> and it's like
1: if we have that sense of loving something, loving the earth, loving each other, loving our children, um, that sense of love makes it possible for us to move through the challenges of survival and makes it compelling to continue. Yeah. Like even now, even in my most depressed or despairing moments about the decisions that are being made um, uh, for our species, mm-hmm. I still feel this compelling love force that is just like keep opening up portals. Don't yeah. give up on writing new narratives of a future. Like tell the love story. Get other people to feel the love story. Yes, That's like your dude, we
0: literally don't know <laughs> one of these portals that gets opened may actually lead us to a different dimension. We just don't know. Yes. We can't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely was in a different dimension <laughs> this past week. And I can attest. I'm yeah. like, it's worth all the self work that I've ever done to be able to experience that even once in my life. And the yeah. idea that I might experience it more. Yeah. It's delicious. Boom. And I think that's why we that's why we read this book together. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we spent this 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 podcast season deep, deep, deep studying love. Yeah. And we hope it was of use to you all and do we want to do y'all. a
0: little yeah we love y'all so much we, <laughs> we want to do before we before we um head into top culture, top culture i wonder if you would like to give a little preview as to what the next season is going to be all about because <gasps> we've, we've done that for patrons but we haven't done we that oh for...
1: gee <laughs> all right so mm-hmm. i'm very excited about this next season um and it's the kind of excitement that's like initially you hear some news and you're like, bummer, I don't know if I would want to do this anymore. And then you find a solution that actually works. And I want to say Autumn did all of that. So Autumn said, I'm going on sabbatical next year. And I was like, bummer, what am I going to do? Like, (laughs) codependence, I rely on you. (laughs) Like, I need you. Um, And especially for this podcast, you know, I'm like, you, the season when I was away from my sabbatical, you did this incredible work of real, literal, technical, tangible survival skills, right? I mean, Apocalypse survival skills that I think is still one of the best things we've ever done. And by we, I mean you. And Yay! so when you were like, I'm going on sabbatical, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do? But then you were like, I have an idea, which is why don't you do a witchy-based season? Like a hey. witch-based season. And readers may or may not know, I put out a book. Um, last month, called Fables and Spells, that is a collection of all the witchiest spell casting and imagined short stories that I have created, and most mm-hmm. of them are about people coming into some level of magic power, yeah, or some coming into themselves. Um, and so, I'm gonna do a season while Autumn is away, where I just interview. All the baddest ass witches that I know, <laughs> and people who are really practicing their witchy magic offers in a lot of different ways. So I have a list of people who do it as herbalist. I have a witch of people, a uh, list of people. No, I witch. have a witch of people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of people who are conjurers. I have a, uh, a a set of people who do major ancestral work and really talking to across generations, both what's here and not here. Um, I have folks who do all kinds of divining work. So I'm going to have people come on and I'm going to really be asking people what we need to gird up in ourselves for this future. Right. Like how Mm. do we prepare ourselves for the future? And maybe some of you have some untapped witchy magic that this season will help you tap into practice. into. So I'm really geeked out about it. I've started asking the witches. Everyone so far has said yes. Of so course they have. it's going to be a good time. I'm always surprised. I'm like, really? You'll talk to me in public? Awesome. Um, I- I'm always getting- surprised you're surprised. Yeah. And then I'm always surprised you're surprised I'm surprised. You want to keep going? No. Okay. So <laughs> that, is- <laughs> um, that is what's coming. And yeah. I'm going to miss you, sister. But we are going to. Again, this is another reason to become a patron of ours, actually, Mm -hmm. is that the one way you will be able to experience Autumn next year is that she's going to come back for Ask Us Any Things. I will. And we'll do updates in that way, which Mm -hmm. all of the people who are patrons can hear. Hey. yeah. So, sister, uh, what was your top culture? I want to hear what you've been up to. I have
0: two things I want to highlight. Okay. Oh, finally, at long last, I feel like I've literally been waiting my entire adult life for this. Ooh. Um, Kindred, the television show <gasps> oh. <laughs> is here. Yes.
3: The date, the year, tell me the year.
4: It's 1815.
0: Right? I'm not going to, because I know you haven't watched it yet, I'm not going to say anything.
1: I'm so scared to watch it. I know. I okay.
0: understand. I understand. Um, I would say it is worth watching. Worth watching. Okay. It is worth watching. Um... That's all I will say. But for anyone who else is curious, um, right now it's it's an FX produced TV show. It's airing on Hulu. I think they yeah they dropped the entire season at once, so you can like binge the entire thing. And did you do that? I haven't actually, like, several people in my life have already watched the entire thing. I'm only like <laughs> five episodes in because I can't really watch TV like that anymore. Yeah. yeah I used to be you. able to binge the shit out of things, but now but I'm like, two episodes. Wow, that was a lot. Um, That's good. Yeah, I'm aging. I think. I don't know if that's aging. That's I not what that, that is. I be
1: maturing. I'm different. maturing yeah. like
0: <laughs> fine. Line. As
1: an older person who still binges the shit yeah, out of everything. Okay. I'm like, okay, I okay, think okay.
0: that's not it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, my brain is. I, anyway. <laughs> um, And then, so I just wanted to say, uh, you know, for many of us who are huge fans of Octavia Butler's work, it's been this sort of like what is, what the fuck is taking so long? Like, why hasn't anyone picked this up and turned it into a film, into a TV series, into a this, into a that, yeah. you what? know? So yeah. this is really the first work of hers that has actually been turned into a television show. Other Other novels of hers have been turned into graphic novel series, but this is like a different level at which her work is going to be kind of shifted and accessible. And obviously there's all kinds of Thoughts and feelings that will that go with the interpretation of the work, yes. which I will save for future conversations with Adrian once she's seen it. And <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm just excited as a fan. I'm excited that this finally has come into existence and that I get to like be a part of this moment. Mm. And then listener shout out. I wanted to shout out one of our listeners, Kira, who inspired by the sovereignty songs that Adrian and I both put out into the world this summer. And songs that we were collecting from other people, sovereignty music that we were collecting from other people. Kira put together a sovereignty playlist oh. on Spotify, shared it with us. So we are going to share it with all of you. We're going to put it in the show notes so that anyone who wants to download it and listen to it can do so. That's
1: so cool. Thanks, Kira.
0: Thank you, Kira. That's really sweet. Adrian, what's your top culture?
1: Um, I have three. <laughs> yeah. You only put two in the doc, but of
0: course you have three.
1: But I remembered another one. one of
0: one of the one you put in the doc. I was like, this was going to be mine, but I'm, I'm going to let you have it.
1: Well, the first one I have is this this the television show Too Hot to Handle just dropped a new season. And I don't know
0: what that is. Is that a cooking show?
1: Mm, <laughs> that would be so cute. No, this show is it's really at the intersection of being highly attractive, but not necessarily super smart about uh. making decisions <laughs> or anything so the show the design of the show is that all these extremely hot people who who know themselves to be hot and generally feel like the hottest person around oh. come to this island
0: it's always an island
1: yeah they come to this island and on the island they are put into a an abstinence situation I'm Nana
2: Thought twist no, I'm go way. time <sighs> There are conditions to your stay here.
1: No kissing or sex
2: of any kind.
1: (gasps) So they're super hot and they're all like, I shag every day. Like it's, if it's two weeks since I had sex, like, oh my God. Like, you know, it's just like, that's their orientation of life is how much sex they can have and enjoy having. Mm. And then they're put in this absence scenario and, but they're given like, they don't know. So it's like the first 24 hours they're there. They get to establish all the chemistry and they think they're all going to be fucking all summer and having orgies and everything. And then...
0: And then they're given the... And then this, this... is the real, real.
1: Yes. It's sort of like a big brother, but just looking for, are you kissing? Do you guys take a shower together? Did you heavy pet? Did you da-da-da? Right? And then there's a pool of money. I think it's like $200,000 or something that they start out with. And every time they break the rules, the amount of money goes down. And oh. so... Every ah! Season, there's this hilarious battle where like the people who don't have chemistry or don't have game or like just are not hooking up are like, oh my god, like what's wrong with you? And then there's the other people who are like, I don't care, it's worth the six thousand dollars to kiss you, mm, you know? Wow, I just can't handle. Right? This so is
0: bananas. It's bananas. What
1: a bananas. There's like premise. hilarious racial class dynamics going on the entire time of like who people think is hot each season doesn't make any sense. Like there's always. You know, it's whatever. It's like the it voice. Is. It's always like you're watching and you're like, but that's clearly the best voice. Why are they not even in the finals? Right. This is right. the same right. thing. It's like, that's right. clearly the hottest person, but you guys are racist. Anyway. Yep. yep. So fun, yep. fun, fun. And that I did binge. <laughs> I, put a, I, I went to watch Megan and Harry on Netflix and all of a sudden I saw that and I was like, well, it's tomorrow. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, so that was one thing. The second thing, SZA dropped a new album. Oh Woo-hoo!
0: my God.
1: It is so it's freaking so excellent. Good. And it's excellent in her way, which is like she doesn't sound like anyone else. She doesn't construct songs in any kind of traditional way at all. She's got she, the most unique yes,
0: songwriting.
1: Yes. Talk about channeling. Like she's just like anyone. here is like it kind of feels like she just moves through life always singing about everything that's happening. And then occasionally we just drop in and they call that a song. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just incredible. (laughs) And this one in particular is really useful for working through the, like, the hardest parts of dating feelings, right? So the parts that are like, I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling rageful. I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling like it just takes you through all of that and then lands you several times in these Mm -hmm. beautiful powerful like fuck you these beautiful powerful like I love myself beautiful powerful like Mm. look at me not knowing
0: myself still this is me this is me okay but my favorite song my favorite track on this album currently is Seek and Destroy
1: He can destroy his so- <clears throat> oh, missiles
0: deployed
1: Oof. it's so good it's so She's good so good y'all Ah. Oh. anyway so that's
0: that's number two. What's number three that's number two?
1: And then number three, I dropped a freaking song.
0: That's <laughs> I right.
1: dropped a song. Me. You're like, once again, my top
0: culture is myself. My top culture is myself. And And what's the I name actually, of the song? And where can
1: people find it? The song is called Ancestors Use Me. It was produced by the Bing Uh-huh. I listened to it on repeat and I was like, I love this song. Like if uh-huh. I didn't write and sing the song, I think I would still want to listen to the song. Like <laughs> and it's and like people that I like are Responding really positively to it, it's all the places wherever you listen to music, you can just look me up, and the song is there. And it's the single, <laughs> so we dropped a single, it's a single and ahead of a album. Fables and Spells is going to be a whole album of songs that come out that are ritual and sacred songs. So, I'm very an proud album of release this because no, not at all. I'm just like, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm still shocked this is happening okay. altogether, okay? So, yeah, there's no album release date, but. There is joy. I'm having a blast mm-hmm. with this process. And yeah, I can't believe this is my life. And it happened, I, like the song dropped on Friday and then the ritual happened on Saturday. Oh, so it just felt like this, yeah. brrr, whoop, like, just yeah. get yourself into that zone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, I love the singing part, but I'm really enjoying the songwriting piece of this, of being like, oh, like, I I write songs I want to listen to. Yes. And I can sing them, and other people can sing them, and I like it both ways. <laughs> um, so it's once again, bisexual in every way. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a switch at all times, in all ways. I am um, I guess polysexual is the new thing that I've learned. If people are like, pansexual is still too limited, yeah. I'm like, great.
0: You know what? What everyone's going to figure out someday, you know what's really limiting everything? Language.
1: Language. Um. <laughs> I was like, my body has no questions. I like touch. Exactly, touched. exactly. Okay. All right, Um, so y'all, that was our season. We freaking did it. Give us applause. Yes,
0: yes. Applause!
1: Forced applause. Um,
0: Before we go to credits.
1: Oh, you've got another thing.
0: I've just got to do a save the date for our listeners (gasps) about this thing that's happening. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, It's
1: a mystery to me, y'all. What could it be? It's
0: literally in the document that both of us are looking at right now.
1: Hold on, let me scroll down. Um, with you. Oh my god.
0: So, so <laughs> listeners will remember probably <laughs> you nerd. <laughs> I I know, but I it's really special. So that's why you're a nerd. I'm a nerd. Anyway, so uh months ago, my dear friend and colleague Fisher and I presented this workshop on speculative budgeting at the Allied Media Conference. And I talked I mentioned it on the show. And I cannot tell you the number of DMs I got about this workshop. People, like people don't slide up in my DMs for shit. But people (laughs) slid up in my DMs. Hey, girl, what about that speculative budgeting shit? I need that Mm. budgeting workshop. Anyway, (laughs) so the thing that I wanted to shout out is that Fisher and I are actually doing the public workshop, doing two speculative budgeting workshops in March. Um, They're coming March 9th and 20th. Um, And so for all of our listeners who were like, I need to know more about this, you can just like save that date. You can go to the website for my organization, Aorta, aorta aorta.coop and sign up Mm -hmm. for our newsletter and then you'll find, you'll receive the announcement about how to register for it. Um, This is like a visionary fiction meets budgeting workshop for people who are like, excited about the intersection of um, future and finance. That's what we've always dreamed this about. This is for, exactly. And it is totally the kind of thing that I do get really, really excited about. Um, so Her face is flushed, y'all. I'm like so excited about it because <laughs> it's very cute. And it's really, it's a really fun workshop. And then you walk away with like actual resources, like a uh, budget templates and things like that.
1: Um, Sister, yeah. I'm so glad you created this.
0: Co-created you know, co-created this with Fisher. Co-created it, yeah, with, Thanks, with my love, Fisher.
1: Um,
0: okay, that's is Fisher all. Fisher the
1: brilliant co-worker too?
0: Fisher is, well, Fisher is not my direct co-worker. Fisher oh, works okay. at a different co-op called ABC, a bookkeeping oh, cooperative. Oh, cool. um, Fisher is a brilliant finance person. Um, right. And we've partnered together on a bunch of things. And um, they're also just like a total sweetie. So...
1: Yeah. You have such good people in your life. I do. Makes me happy for this you. is
0: this this is like the real real news of the years. I'm like, wow, I have I'm I was thinking about this recently, like when I'm going through a thing, mm. the circle that is supporting me. I have like the most popping circle of people Sister. who support me through my shit. It's just like incredible.
1: Um. Anyway. OK, I feel the same. I literally had a I just had a conversation with a dear friend. We were kind of like, okay, we're checking out of 2022. Like, what do we want to reflect on? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, the circle is tight. Like, it's I was amazing. just like, it's incredible. I deeply admire, look up to, and dare I say, worship the circle of people <laughs> that are close to me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I can't believe this is the caliber of humans I get to spend wise, time with, work wise, with. Wise, wise, people. Yeah, yeah, good for us. Yeah. All right, um, okay. get
0: you a circle, y'all. <clears throat> get you a circle. Thanks for listening to our show. We're on Twitter and Instagram at End of the World PC, so long as they both shall live. We're also on Facebook
1: at End of the World Show. <laughs> you can make a sustaining donation to our show by visiting our page at patreon.com slash Show. Another
0: thing that you can do to help our show sustain itself is to write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're an iPhone person, thank you. Also, shout out to Apple. They keep like... They love us. They love us. They listed us as show of the month earlier this year, but then they also listed us as... When you as need to a cry. Highlighted, no, 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 no. It was a <laughs> highlighted sh- show that was like, when everything is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, great. I was like, exactly. I'm like, I don't know if this is the category that I want our show to be in, but wow. Is it Yeah, here? Anyway. but
1: I, it was there, and then re- yeah, something else too. I was just shout saying, out to great, <laughs> thanks, y'all. Um, I mean, I've given you all of my money for ten years, so I feel like this is yeah, fair. It, um, yeah, we deserve. It. I mean, not that we paid for this anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> how to survive the end of the world is produced and edited by the incomparable Zach Rosen and transcribed by Jess Pinkham and Sarah Robbins Breen. Hey, hey.
0: Music for today's show comes from Doondale on Iran and Mother
1: Cyborg. Hey. Woo. I feel like um, you caught my high.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, all right, my kids are going to be back in like an hour. So let me just figure out how to calm down.
1: Calm it down. I mean, I have that effect on on people. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We love y'all and we hope that love only increases and grows in your life.
0: May it increase like a fungus.
2: (laughs) When I say, ancestors use me, when I say, ancestors use me. Surrender, surrender my life to you, to you, to you.